Yes, my name is Ty Declare. Thank you for coming back for another episode, or welcome to your first episode. Good to have you. This week on the show, we have my good, good, good friend, Woody Earls. Woody and I haven't talked, I think, pretty much in eight years before we recorded this podcast. So it definitely was a, a lot of catching up and a lot of nostalgia, but a lot of good conversation. But first, I'd thank Patreon. Over in the squad, we got Liam Nolan at Liam Nolan, Matt Nafe at Matt Nafe, and Boyan Antonoff at Boyan V. Antonoff. Thank you so much, everybody. I appreciate that. Over in the Angels, we have Chris Pierce at Chris Pierce 103. Funny story. Um, I know last time I was on the show, I mentioned that I did not pick up a piece of litter, and that stick that stuck with me all day. Well. Tuesday, an absolute snowstorm in Halifax. I'm walking to my massage down a bit the busy old Quinpool Road, and lo and behold, I see a I see some trash. I walk by it. I'm like, nope, not today, not today, Satan. <laughs> I walk back. I pick up that piece of litter, and I'm looking around. I'm like, ah, there's no garbage can. All right, I'll just carry it with me. I'll, I'll find a garbage can along the way. And as I'm walking, oh. Another piece of litter. Well, I mean, I picked one, I picked up one piece. Might as well pick up another. Um, you know, so I pick up, and next thing I know, I see a bag of like recyclable cans, just a bag of it. So I'm like, all right, this is in the almost in the middle of the street. I'll pick it up. By the time I got to my massage um, building, I don't know the right word to use there. Building, I guess. There was no garbage can, so I have my hand without a glove holding a bunch of plastic, an old like quarter pounder with cheese cardboard box, some recyclable cans, a straw, <laughs> and I'm like, I just picked up this trash and my hand's cold, but I feel good about it. Go do that. Go give the world a hug. Pick up some trash today. Thank you for, I guess, supporting the show, Chris, and making me talk about the environment because I'm learning stuff about myself by doing it. I'd also like to thank the Bearded Bear 95, Mason Tim. Go follow him. He's fun. He has a beard. He has a, a lovely fiance. And uh, he's just a lovely little boy. Yeah, lovely little boy. All right. If you want to head support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash the declaration online. If you're in the angels, I will spend a little time with you and, and make myself look silly on the show for you. <laughs> Go support. <laughs> For the mental health check this week, um, right here, right now, I'm in a really good mindset. I, like I said, I just I just finished recording the show with Woody, and I'm in like the post-show bliss. Um, it was a, a great conversation, but uh, even previous to this, uh, this week had its ups and downs. Um, at one point, I was feeling very frustrated, feeling very agitated, um, and instead of swallowing those, instead of hoping for someone to do something about it, I spoke up, I said what was bothering me, and just by simply speaking it out, things changed. Uh, you know, letting people into what's going on inside of yourself is super important because, man, we can't do this thing alone and we can't think that we have all the answers. And sometimes just simply verbalizing what's going on inside 
can make a bunch of pieces fall into place by by speaking it out loud instead of ha- trying to like jumble those thoughts around in your head it things just kind of fall into place and they make sense because you're changing the conversation also side note did you know that some people don't have an inner monologue yeah yeah they don't have an inner monologue they don't have inner thoughts they just live and I- i'm so curious what that's like i didn't know that was a thing there's there's a big viral thing a couple weeks ago Anyways, yeah, just the thought that someone doesn't have inner thoughts baffles me. But it also makes me think that, you know, it kind of reinforces the point that there's no one answer in life. And that, uh, you know, we're all trying to find our own way and we can all learn from each other. But man, I would love to know what I can learn from someone who doesn't have an inner monologue. Anywho, on the show this week, we have Woody Earls. Me and Woody played football. Woody and I played football together uh, and I think it was 2010 2011 back at Earlham College uh, Woody graduated Earlham and yeah man on the show we talk about life we talk about discipline we talk about structure we talk about finding comfort in discomfort we talk about staying open vulnerability authenticity we talk about exercise we talk about flow we talk about living each day like you can create your own future are you kidding me this show Stick around. It's great. I said at the end of the show, and I still believe it right now. I think this is one of those episodes that you can listen to three or four times and take something different from every time. So listen up. Enjoy. Please welcome my man, Woody Earls. Woody, Woody, Woody. How is it going, man? What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing just fine. I uh I've been looking forward to this. I miss you. And I like, oh, uh, when I got your email the other week just saying, like, hey man, I've been listening. I love this. That absolutely made my 2020 so far. Good to hear, man. Good to hear. Uh it's funny that you said that because Amy had actually showed me that you were doing this podcast um not too long after or not too uh much before I had reached out to you. And no way. Uh, so then I, I checked it out and uh yeah, it's you're you're doing some awesome stuff, man. And I, honestly, I'm honored to be uh I'm honored to be on today. Hey, I appreciate it. So uh for everyone listening, Woody and I played football together mm-hmm. down at Earlham College in Richmond, Indiana. <laughs> for, for a couple of years uh yeah man woody's a great guy woody and i uh you know we came in at the same year and we connected pretty quick and yeah I, i'm excited to hear like how our lives differed since being at earlham so like just kind of like well i guess first introduce yourself to the people let them know you know who you are what you do and then we'll kind of just get into it yeah so uh again appreciate the introduction um woody earl's I am uh, went to Earlham College, graduated from Earlham, unlike you, uh, which Ooh. is obviously perfectly fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. 2013. Um, yeah. in, um, I know you had Deb and Mike on, which is funny. I listened to that one um, and graduated with a degree in human development and social relations. Right on. Um, after that, kind of just got into the, uh, to the, um, the job market and um, been in sales really um, since graduation. I had a, one job where I was like in a managerial role. Uh, but mostly just been sales. And um, as funny as it is, you know, Earlham is, is kind of about, 
you know, having an impact and making a difference. And um, here I am in sales. <laughs> so, uh, it's funny how, where I ended up, but uh, nonetheless, um, Earlham, Earlham was great to me. Um, and, and I loved it. And you were uh, honestly a very good friend of mine. And <clears throat> I know that we uh, not only shared some, some textbooks, but uh, we just had some good <laughs> conversations there and had some good times hanging out. hundred percent. Yeah. I, um, yeah, Woody, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you graduated from Earlham. That's uh, <laughs> warms my heart. I know I, uh, I dipped after second year, went up to Canada, man. Like I, when I came back down one time and I, you know, was hanging out with the guys again, and I saw everyone. I was like, I miss this place. I miss these people. Cause yeah, Earlham is a weird, but special place. You know, it's yeah. like, it, it's so inclusive and everyone kind of has a role and it, it's such a, it's like a smaller school. So, you know, you're not just a face in the crowd, like you're actually included. And like the people who are at that school definitely impact like how the school is run and like how you feel at the school. So it's a really cool environment. But yeah, oh, absolutely. And it's funny that you actually mentioned that because uh, I, you did say that we came in the same year and actually I was a, a year ahead of you, but uh, oh. because, because I had transferred um, my freshman year, I went to Ohio Wesleyan uh, in Delaware, Ohio. And uh, transferred to Earlham. So that's kind of that's funny because I was just telling Amy that, too, is that uh, I was a lot closer with um, the, the kids in your class as opposed to, you know, actual sophomores um, as when I came in, like, you know, um, some of the football guys on the team. So. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, man, it's just been I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it, it's been a minute. And yeah. so, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I just forget that you tr- did transfer in. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like, I guess what was the difference between those two schools? Just like, because well, I mean, it's sort of hard to compare against Earlham sometimes too, but. Yeah, well, they, they're both liberal arts schools. Um, but I think you hit, hit upon it is, is the effect of the, the community of it. Uh, you know, they were, everyone was so welcoming. Uh, professors were on a first name basis. Um, and in fact, they, they kind of didn't want to be called, you know, doctor or uh, professor. Uh, and it made it much more of, um, yeah, a, a close knit community. And um, I kind of got that sense right away. Whereas Ohio Wesleyan was a little bit more of, um, you know, they had fraternities and soror- sororities, which is fine. Uh, but, that, you know, that kind of um, adds a layer of separation as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, like a community feeling. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, Earlham was, was great to me in that, in that regard. Yeah. And now you said you got into sales, man, sales have been something that I have never, I tried to get into it once. I've never been really good at it. Like what, were, what was the experience of sales like? It's, uh, you know, it's tough. Um, and, and what it's taught me through all these years is, um, persistence and resilience are key. Mm. Um, you know, you, you might not necessarily be the best salesman. You might not necessarily, you know, have the key words or key phrases, or you might not necessarily be the best at closing any given deal, which obviously that's what sales is about. Um, but through persistence and through resilience, um, a lot of things, you can overcome a lot of objections. And, um, and that's kind of how I approach each and every day, because you're going to get for every hundred no's you get, you're going to get one. Yes. And uh, you got to go, that's the mindset you, you kind of, that's the reality of it. And you got to go in with a mindset as, you know, each call could be the next, the next big thing. Mm. Mm. I love that. Yeah. I, I, that's a good mindset to bring. Yeah. Like 
the the nose, yeah, they're gonna be there. But man, like if you just keep pushing on, keep pushing on, that yes is gonna come eventually. And yeah, exactly, just, exactly. That's that, that, that self belief and like not letting yourself get caught up in like the in the middle, like in the waves. Like just keep going on. Yeah, <laughs> you remember uh, Coach K, um, and he would say, uh, you know, reality, you know, it's ne- nothing's ever as good as it seems, and nothing's ever as bad as it seems, and yeah. reality's somewhere in between, and um, and that's that's another approach that I kind of take to life. You know, when things are going great, it's good to know, but uh, you know, those those good times aren't going to ride forever. Um, and, you know, and, and same on the on the other hand, when things are, you know, difficult and challenging, and um, times are tough, man, it's not going to last forever. Um, and that's, you know, that's not only in sales, but in life, that's just uh, a mentality that of lately, you know, of late I have um, really adopted. So mm. yeah, it's man. kind of bringing truer as I'm cl- closing in on 30. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's coming up quick. Eh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bad, it's crazy. Happiness is a moment and we should treat it as such. Like mm-hmm. we, we can't expect the good times to last forever. Like you're saying. And like, yeah, I, I did love coach K and just the, I guess the steadiness, you know, the consistency, just ne- never too up, never too down, just keep on keeping on. And yeah, that's, that's definitely something that you can bring to your life. I, I do. I, I love that, that it's that, you know, every, for every hundred no's there's one. Yes. It's there's hope on the horizon, no matter what. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. It meant, I see when I tried to get into sales, uh, maybe maybe it just wasn't a good fit because I find like if I don't believe in the product, then I'm not gonna be able to sell it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, you know, I'm like a very big, you know, heart on my sleeve kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And if if I don't believe in the product or the company or whatever I'm doing, I'm not gonna have my whole heart into it. And I think that shows in like how I do that. So I guess like how important is it to, you know, believe in the thing that you're trying to sell? That's a good question. Um, and I've been fortunate um, to and most of the things that I've sold are, are services um, as opposed to like one specific product. Um, and I've been fortunate to not actually have been with any company where um, I don't believe in the product. You know, um, right now I work for a marketing and advertisement company and um, our model is is a, a very streamlined model. It's a, it's a very efficient model in the things that we do. And, um, you know, you know, from that fact, it's just I believe in it. You know, I, I think that it's a it's a better way to get get what you need at a quicker pace, and um, and it's uh, what and how we do it is is the best way to do it. And I know that might sound salesy in itself, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, yeah, I guess I've been fortunate enough to not have to really to um, to sell a product that I don't, I guess, or a service that I don't believe in. So. Um, and right now I'm completely t- so very happy where I'm at. Um, so maybe down the road I'll get to that. And then I'll, I guess I can uh, see how I feel about that. But as of right now, um, I haven't really had to uh, face any of those, any of those t- tough decisions. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that kind of comes with football too, right? Like, you know, we football has been a huge part of both our lives, right? It's, it's the coach. If you don't believe in the system, if you don't believe in the coach, if you don't believe in the program, it's going to be hard to do the tough things, you know, like yeah. get in the gym, get in the film room. It's going to be tough to do those things if you don't have your whole heart in it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so I guess, uh, yeah, I guess like for yourself is what do you look for in a leader? That's yeah. Let's, let's get, let's get into this. Yeah. Like what, what kind of, what makes, what makes you want to go after something? What makes you want to 
I, I don't know, I guess want to give your whole heart to something. Oh, that's a, um, that's a big question. Kinda, I guess it's in. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's um, one. My parents did a great job of instilling a hard work ethic in me and um, success in terms of it, it just as very basic as school. You know, I was always expected to get good grades. I was always expected um, to do my work and to do on, to do it on time. Um, so I think at an early age, they, they instilled that mindset in me. Um, and then, I mean, to your point, you know, I, I've been fortunate enough to not have to, to sell anything, but you're right. Life does give you instances where, uh, you know, you have to, <clears throat> you have to do things that you don't want to do. Um, yeah. and, and part of that is understanding that you will hopefully grow from any given experience. So anyway, um, to answer your question, I do what I do and I try to do anything that I do to the best of my ability, just because um, I've had a, a good um, upbringing and also because I think that's just um, part of who I am. I want I always want to be the best at what I do um, and not in a not in a cocky way, but I, I want to be the best and I want to, you know, and at the same time, I want to be a team player. But um, yeah, just it's just a part, part of who I am. So yeah. Um, that's why I guess what I do what I do and when I go and, and I guess and to your point and the things that you know uh, you know when I first graduated I you know I was kind of living impulsively I was over you know overeating I was you know doing two things in excess that I shouldn't be doing in excess and um, yeah and then now I've come I've done a completely 180 from you know 2013 and 2014 and. And now I'm to the point where I don't even want to pursue those things that um, aren't necessarily beneficial to me. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, absolutely. So, yeah. 100%. Yeah. No, that's, that's huge. Like, yeah, I think we all kind of go through those times where we feel like we're, you know, we, we notice that we're overindulging and like, no matter what it is, you don't want to, you know, I guess overindulge is the best word to use. You don't want to overindulge. Like the more things that you put into your system, the more things that you put into your life, the more things that you rely on, like that's a master that you have to serve. And like the more things that we can cut out of our lives and make our lives more simple, more streamlined, almost like your business model, right? Like yeah, the, more, the more efficient you can be in like the things that you use, even on a daily basis, let's say, it cuts down the distractions. It it, it makes things, I guess, more in line, more focused, more consistent. Like I know in my own life, like food has always been a huge thing for me, right? And I find when I have a cupboard full of snacks, I, that's a bunch of temptation if I open that thing up and I've had a bad yeah. day, right? <laughs> but, you know, if I only keep like the, like some good food in the house, if it's a snack, maybe it's more on the healthier side of the snack, you know, like keep things in the house that are going to fulfill my life and not take away from my life. Like just making things more consistent, more streamlined, serving less masters. I, I found that so huge. And like, I can take that to TV, to phone, to all that stuff, man. Every time you pick up that phone, it's, it's a distraction. It's, it's breaking that focus. It's, it's very easy to get caught down that kind of distraction pathway. And then next thing you know, you're overindulging in whatever it is. And you've kind of lost focus. You've lost track of where you are. It's, it's so I, I mean, we can use any example here, right? It, it almost describes life. And I think that's kind of cool. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. That's a good analogy. <laughs> Sorry, I actually had to go on a quick rant, I guess. <laughs> no, and you know, I I agree with that because um, life in itself can be chaotic, um, and yeah. the the more controlled chaos, the better, you know. And then, um, I mean, I, I guess to your point, and 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 life's not always chaotic, but you know, um, it certainly has its has its moments. And when those moments come, um, yeah, if you can um, minimize, minimize the distractions or any unnecessary chaos, it, I think it'll give you a clearer head and a clearer understanding of what you're looking at, you know, and then um, and then coming to a solution with, with whatever problem that is, um, is going to be not necessarily easy, but um, it's going to be a lot, uh, you're going to be a lot more focused on that without um, unnecessarily, unnecessary um, chaos. So I, I agree with you. No, I know you said you did like you did a 180 there. So I guess how did you find that that focus, that consistency, that like that that zhuzh that we're talking about there? How did you find that in your own life? Yeah, that's you know that's a good question. And you know I wish there was one, and I, I wish there was one instance in one day <laughs> where I could pinpoint it and be like, yeah. you know, that was the day. That was the day where I was yeah. kind of I kind of turned everything around. Um, and let me actually backstory here because I know I've listened to some of your, of your podcasts and again, you do a wonderful job. And I know that you said, um, once you quit football or at least once you stopped playing at Earlham, mm-hmm. um, kind of got back, you kind of got that focus back. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah like, yeah, I'll, I'll quickly go on this. I'll let you get back to your thing. Like sure. basically I, when I, when I quit Earlham and went to U Ottawa, I played, I never really fit in and then I quit football and then, yeah, I had to find myself again. And that took a solid two to three years to even find like an identity of anything. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, even to that point, so when I stopped playing um, is kind of when some of that overindulging kind of started taking place and, and um, living more impulsively and not Mm. as, as disciplined as I should. Um, And so, uh, and then I fell into that trap. I fell into the trap of, um, okay, well, you know, I don't have practice anymore. Um, I don't really need to be, you know, have like a good physique because, you know, I'm not playing a sport anymore. So why can't I just eat whatever I want to eat or drink whatever I want to drink, you know? Um, and, uh, again, so going back to answer your question, I can't pinpoint the, the day or the moment that I, that I knew that, Hey, I, I need to turn this thing around. But I mean, over, I think it was over a few weeks. Uh, it wasn't like a, several years, but it was over a few weeks, but I know a couple of people I had seen a couple old friends and, and they had said stuff and, um, and just how I felt about myself. If I looked in the mirror and, and I'm not trying to sound, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the word is, but I'm not trying to sound <laughs> pessimistic, but I just, I, when I looked in the mirror, I didn't feel good. I didn't feel yeah. like myself. And then, um, you know, and then eventually, what had happened is I, I was like, you know what? I need to get back into it. Um, you know, I'm not playing football anymore, but I certainly need to take care of my body. Um, and, and I was like, that, let's start there. Let's start there. Um, so what I started doing is going back to the gym, you know, four or five times a week. And for the first, you know, two or three weeks sucked. I, I made up every excuse not to go, every excuse to, to 
stay at home and drink a beer and eat chicken wings. <laughs> so, um, you know, and it's tough and it's tough getting back into the routine of something that's, it's not only change, but it's also, it's, it's becoming comfortable with discomfort. I know that's mm. something that Joe Rogan mm. talked about. Um, yeah. so anyway, I just, uh, you know, through, through some comments from old friends, through some looking at my, you know, just kind of physically looking at myself and, uh, you know, how I felt my health, you know, walking up a flight of stairs should not be that hard for a 25 year old. You know, it should, you shouldn't be gassed after walking up two flights of stairs. Um, <laughs> and so all of that combined kind of got me back into the gym. And like I said, once I started going, I went for a week and that was tough. I went for the second week and that was a little bit easier and then the third week was a little bit easier and after that um it just became habit and it just became to the point where um if i don't go it's it's not i don't go every day but if i don't go three four five times a week it's you know it's not been my best week um mm. and uh i kind of use that as getting kind of back into shape as that, I guess, kind of is the turning point to where I wanted to, you know, I wanted to eat better. Obviously I was starting to eat better throughout the whole process, but I really wanted to start eating better. I really wanted to cut back on drinking so much. I really wanted to focus on other areas, not just physical health, uh, financial health, spiritual health. Um, you know, all those things kind of tied into the fact that once I, I kind of, uh, you know, took back control of, of my physical well-being, um, all those other factors kind of um, aligned themselves and honestly kind of made me want to pursue um, th those areas as well as I wanted to pursue my physical health. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's kind of where my 180 came from, where uh, right, out, right after football, it was tough. I kind of had a couple dark times, you know, and um, and now, honestly, speaking to you today, um, I, I am so far from where I was in 2014 and 2015. Uh, yeah. So. 100%. I mean, I even, I even like how you prefaced your answer and saying like, you know, I wish I could pinpoint one moment when it happened, but that's not life. Like life doesn't happen in one moment snippets. Right? Like life is, is a culmination of experiences and hurts and pains and trials and triumphs and everything. And it all just gets thrown into one big pot and we just got to kind of make sense of it. And yeah, when you lose football, you lose the structure of, of, of yeah. your life, of your schedule, of everything. And when you lose that structure, it's pretty easy to lose your why as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, you know, why am I getting up in the morning to go work out? Why am I going to class? Why am I doing these things? For me, most of my life, it was so I can play football. Yeah. And then, you know, once football is out of the equation, I got to find a new why. And yeah, that why can just quickly become me. I want to be the best <laughs> for myself. I want to have health. I want to have, like I said, spiritually well. I want to be mentally well. I want to be physically well. And like, yeah, like I know my journey back to, you know, not happiness, but just satisfaction, I think. And like getting the most out of life in the moment really did start with my body as well. Like I look at the body as one of those things that we can control and we really don't have control over a lot of things in life. And like, while there's a lot of unknowns to the body, while there's a lot of mysteries with the body, like the food we put into ourselves, the sleep we get, the water we drink, like these are all choices that we actually have control of. And when you can start to master that, like you said, 
other things in your life start to line up or you start mm-hmm. to want to try to line up these things in your life. And I just love all of that. And yeah, the comfort and discomfort thing. Yeah. That's mental health. hundred mm-hmm. percent being, being comfortable when things aren't going well, like in football, right? If you, if you freak out in the moment, you're, you're not going to win the game. It's right. learning to be comfortable when the cards are on the table and when things aren't going your way. I mean, look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Am I right? Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that, man. I wanted to ask you about that. <laughs> Let's go. Being comfortable when you're in discomfort. Like that's – I think that's learning. And like, yeah, so I love everything about that answer, buddy. I love it. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. And, and it's funny, you know, because, um, you know, so so and kind of backtracking to so I, I am obviously from uh, I think you knew this Ty, but from Southwest Ohio from just outside of Dayton Ohio and yeah um, I moved to Chicago Amy um, still with Amy obviously you know Amy and, and I can, we yeah. can talk to me a little bit more about that uh, but um, Amy's from Chicago so I moved up here in 2016 and uh, and still even even when I first started. Uh, you know, when I first got here to Chicago, um, I was still very much um, not in the best place. Um, you know, still overindulging, very living impulsively. Um, and, uh, you know, but as time went on, 2017, late 2017, 2018 is when um, I kind of wanted to look a little bit into not not just physical health, but um, just, you know, self-help, just being better, just growing and being better. And, it is, it's just so funny that, um, you know, we, I, I felt like you, you were a, a, such a close friend of mine and a great friend. And, um, then to find out that you, you do this, man. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, she showed me, uh, Amy showed me and I was like, what, let me listen to some of these. And then I just, I started listening and, um, man, I just kept listening and listening and, and it's just, you got some good stuff to say, man. And a lot of what you're saying does does relate to me and i can relate to a lot of what you're saying um you know obviously the the physical your your actual body and taking care of it um so again man i just i appreciate what you're doing and not only that you're you're damn good at it man you're good <laughs> at it and um you know i listen to some of the guests that you have on and uh, and the insight that and perspective that they can bring is just awesome and and I, I, I was telling Amy when you asked me to be on here, man, I was just like, I was so excited. I was like, ah, I'm going to be on a podcast. I, I've never been on a podcast, so forgive me if I'm just rambling oh, or whatever. Oh, you're uh, natural. You're natural. <laughs> so anyway, uh, what you're doing is 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 uh, has has had a, a pretty big impact on me, man. And I and I look forward to um, to see how far you take this thing. Yeah, I I really appreciate that, man. Um, I've yeah, I've had some really cool guests on here. I've seen myself grow on here. I think like probably the biggest thing that I've learned through this whole journey is everyone has a story and the more honest, the more open, the more raw you're willing to be, just the more that you come out and whenever you can let yourself come out in the equation, whether it's with work, whether it's in life or relationships, whatever, you just get the best results. And like, I mean, you're, 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 you've already shown on the show, like you're really open. And I think that's why you're natural at this. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I, I, I could, you know, like try and minimize and say, yeah, I'm just in front of a computer with a microphone talking, like whatever. But like, I, I really do appreciate that. And yeah, like when I hear that, you know, you without social media somehow found my show, <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, 
how like how does that happen and how do we get to this point and like yeah it's kind of crazy to look back on so i do appreciate that yeah man no i i appreciate again i appreciate you yeah so like i said we've kind of been circling a lot of stuff about life like and we're saying you know made a 180 so far from you know where we were in the past i think it's also important to remember that like it doesn't always stay that way and there's always ups and downs Mm-hmm. And like, it's only when you kind of zoom out that you can see the big picture. But in reality, we're kind of like in the ups and downs of day to day a lot of the times too. How do you keep yourself steady? Uh, what, do you, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by steady? Hmm. Like, I guess kind of what we were talking about previously, right? You know, comfort and discomfort, not yeah. letting yourself get to a point of like feeling hopeless, helpless. Like... I guess like it, it's again another big question with probably a bunch of different answers, but like, how do you keep yourself and your emotions kind of acknowledged and like just st- like manageable and I, yeah, like how do you stay consistent in the things that you do even though life has its ups and downs? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> You know, dis- I, f- I feel like discipline is key. Um, mm-hmm. Discipline, um, doing, again, doing things that you don't always want to do, um, but that you know you either one have to do or that you will certainly grow and learn from the experience. Um, and, uh, you know, and you're right. I mean, I don't always feel every day where, you know, I, like, I don't always want to go to the gym. I don't always want to try to learn new things. Um, and, and that's just, that's at least that's just, life for me sometimes, but being disciplined and, and realizing, um, that there, there is this, um, there's just so much to learn from any given experience. Um, and, um, yeah, there's just, there's just so much to learn. And, and if you can take that into any given, you know, obviously it is, there is ups and downs, that's life. It's a roller coaster, but if you can, Kind of like, you know, reality is right in the middle. If you know that you're having a great time, you know, obviously don't be like, oh, well, this, this is going to eventually end sometime. (laughs) No, you know, obviously live the moment, love the moment, but realize that, hey, uh, you're going to come down. You're going to come down from this, you know, something might happen tomorrow. You might, your car might not start, you know, or, you know, what something might might happen. And then, um, you know, again, when you're down, Realizing that, um, you know, thinking of anything that you can do to to fix the situation or at least help alleviate any of the stresses of it. Um, and, and again, realizing that um, nothing is going to always be, it's not always going to be that way. It's not always going to be a rainy day, you know, and it's yeah. not always going to be a sunny day. So I guess, yeah, to answer your question, if you can use discipline um, and then can have the... Um, the awareness to understand that, you know, that just like you said, it is, there's, it's, there's ups and downs and you can't, you can't dwell on any uh, one specific spot. Um, but being able to, to analyze it and be aware of the situation. And again, if you have good discipline, um, disciplinary tools and, and resources, then, mm. um, then that's how you, that's at least that's how I ta- uh, tackle some of those difficult tasks and how I kind of maintain a level head during some of those exciting times. Would you say that your discipline kind of comes from your upbringing as well? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, obviously I'm my, I'm very much my own person now. Um, but yes, they, uh, my mom and dad are great and they, um, you know, as a kid, when, when you're mowing the grass or taking the trash out or doing chores, you're like, this is a, why, why would that, why would they have me do this? You know, obviously when you're a little bit younger, but you know, once you're getting, you know, to your teenage years and stuff, you hopefully still tough, you know, it's still tough, but you can kind of see why some of the, they make some of the decisions, but anyway, um, yes, very much so. Um, they, they distilled a, a good dis- dis- discipline habits in me as well as just a great work ethic. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's huge. Uh, yeah, no, I, I can definitely relate to that little kid. Why, <laughs> why do I have to do this? Yeah. <laughs> why am I the one? But man, yeah, like today, like, I was never one for cleaning, never one for doing that stuff. But today, I find so much just stress relief and calming in like doing the dishes and cleaning up. Like that's yeah. my happy place is when I have a clean place. So I, I am happy that I do have that discipline from that, even though I was, you know, heels in the ground the entire time screaming, didn't want to do it. <laughs> exactly. Um, man. One of the things you said there earlier was just, you know, learning, learning from life and, you know, everything you go through does have like a lesson if you look for it. And I, I totally think that I, when I graduated university, uh, the thing that I thought is like, what is one thing that I learned from university or what is like the biggest thing I learned from university is that there's always something to learn. And I know so little in the grand scheme of things. Hmm. And it's, it's, it's not, I guess it's a humbleness that comes with just always being open to what life has to offer and not thinking that you have the answers. And yeah, it's just like, I guess looking at life with a, a curiosity and just a wanting to learn. And if you can take that to the times when like you said you have those downs or, or, you know, life isn't always happy go lucky, right? If you can take that kind of curiosity and that just wanting to learn, there's so many lessons there. And my mom always said, you know, life will keep throwing these things in your path. And until you learn how to overcome them, you're not going to stop seeing them. So you can, you can try and run from the problem. You can, you know, not look at it. You can distract yourself or you can learn how to overcome whatever's kind of in front of you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't want to make life seem like a huge battle because it's really not, but you know, that's the football in me. <laughs> you got an <laughs> opponent, you got to learn how to overcome, right? <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. And, um, and you're right. It's, you know, it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily a battle, but to say life is easy would be to be lying to yourself. Um, because it's not, especially, you know, especially as, um, well, at least for me as, as I've gotten older. So, um, for instance, moving to Chicago, um, I could have very much well, you know, I could have very much taken back my physical health back in Ohio. Um, but Ohio just wasn't the place for me. And because I didn't feel like, I just felt like I was there. Um, and I didn't really have, I, I liked what I liked. I didn't like what I didn't like. And I didn't really have a curiosity about anything else. Um, and so um, moving to Chicago has has helped. Obviously there's been so, so many other factors as well, but moving here has helped. Um, like I said, I obviously I've taken, taken care of my physical health, but now I am curious. I'm curious about why things happen the way they are. And, 
and uh, not to get political, but um, it's Chicago's a very different political uh, arena than you know, because mm-hmm. small town Ohio. So oh, um, you know, it's just and just learning, just new things and learning, um, you know, and and exploring new things. And um, since I, at least since I've been here in Chicago, um, it's just all that curiosity has taken off. Um, it, it's all I just I just want to know. I do want to know everything, and I, I know I can't. Um, you know, but like, uh, as sad as it sounds, like I'm reading books again, Ty, I never was much of a reader, uh, so I'm reading books. And, uh, so anyway, I don't know. I just, I feel like, um, yeah, life, life's not, uh, you know, I, I certainly don't have the worst life. There's a, I know I could have a, there's a lot of other individuals that have it far, far, you know, far worse than I do. Um, but at the same time, everybody's got their own battles, and, and I think that curiosity that you mentioned is, is a good way to combat a lot of those battles, you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. just wanting to grow and be better, I guess. Yeah. And speaking of reading, yeah, I was never a big reader unless I had to, you know, make borrow your textbook for class or whatever. But <laughs> I, uh, I, I finished the Harry Potter series last oh. year and awesome. Oh, nice. It's so good. Oh, Oh, it was. <laughs> like have, you, uh, have you uh, obviously seen the movies, or I've seen I see I saw the movies first, yeah, yeah. and then and then I I read the books, and then I watched the movies again, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so good. Oh, the the books are really good. Oh, the books are good. Hey, that's a lot of reading, man. That's it has a lot, a lot of, reading. of reading, but it's so good. Oh, I love it. So yeah, I, I'm gonna try and find some more books to get into because yeah, like like yourself, like I got super into the self help kick. So most of my books are about self help type stuff. But we'll uh. We'll try and add some fiction reading in there as well. Um, one of the things we're kind of circling here with, you know, staying curious, staying open to learning is staying open. And when I mean open, I mean like always being in a place where you're willing to be wrong. Because when we approach life being like, I want to be right and I'm going to have that confirmation bias and go find the things that tell me that I'm right in my ways and I don't have to change. That's a super dangerous place to be. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where, you know, like that, I guess I think of like a bull anyways. Um, when you're in a place that you're always willing to be wrong, it means you're double checking your facts. You're double checking your thoughts. You're double checking the things that you're taking in. And as well as you'll actually listen to people. And I think of like, you know, not to get too political, right? But it seems like a lot of people are just screaming at each other these days instead of actually mm-hmm. listening to what one side is saying and trying to find a happy medium. And that's not a way to move forward. You know, <laughs> like the way to move forward is to come to an understanding and move forward with that understanding. Um, yeah, I don't really, I'm just going to drop that and let you take that where it will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um uh, yeah, I mean, it's at least, especially nowadays, um, <laughs> especially in the states, it, it's just yeah, it just seems you're right. It doesn't seem like there there's it's it's almost like someone's talking, you know, someone's talking, and the other person isn't even listening, and they're they're already ready to to say what they want to say, mm-hmm. and. Um, and yeah, that's exactly the opposite of, you know, being in a place of wanting to be wrong because you're just so stuck on what you want to say that you don't care what's being said to you and that, um, you know, and that's, yeah, that's no place 
that's no place to be. And it's tough though. And, you know, I don't think not only in the political realm, but it's tough just in everyday life to, if you've been told something or you believe something that um, is, is what you believe to be true and then come to find out it's not, that is tough. That is tough. You feel vulnerable, you know, and you feel like, uh, you know, not necessarily all the whole world's lying to you, but whatever that specific thing is, is that has been, um, lying to you the whole time and uh, and so i don't know it's just yeah. i think you're right i think it's 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 easier said than done to be like well hey you know if we could all listen we could everything but um but at the same time that's exactly what needs to happen is you need to listen you need to you know you need to respond you need to, re- to respond how you need to respond in a way that's kind of relative to whatever someone's the discussion is, you know, as opposed to like, I'm saying just, okay, he's blah, blah, blah. And then I'm going to come back with this, you know? And, and again, it's, it's not easy, but you're, you're absolutely right that if we can get to that point, um, even in our daily lives, um, you know, it's going to be tough. It sucks when you're wrong, you know, but at the same time you learn something, you know, you learn something and you know what the best part about that type of learning is because it does suck to be wrong is that you won't forget that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong, man. Like, like use the word vulnerable. I think that's the perfect way to look at it is when you're open, when you're willing to be wrong, you are vulnerable mm. and vulnerability can be scary, but oh, yeah. vulnerability also means like authenticity. And Absolutely. when we're, and when we're authentic, that is, I guess that that's the goal, right? Like I don't want to live my life being fearful of what someone else thinks or or how I'm being perceived or 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 this stuff. I want to be authentic in the moment and just be myself and not live in fear, but live in live in confidence, but also living with an openness where I'm willing to be wrong, where I'm willing to take in others' opinions, where I'm willing to move off of my spot. And yeah, like I get it. There's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of weird takes and there's, you know, there's a time and place to find a foothold and say, no, this is me. This is my discipline. But be open to the other side of the conversation. <laughs> if you can understand what the other person is saying, then you can understand your side of the conversation better as well. If, if you are opposite of that person, like it's, it's not the worst thing in life to take in another's perspective and let that change you. <laughs> yeah, as, as simple yeah. as that sounds, right? Absolutely. You know, and it's not always, uh, it doesn't always have to be black and white, you know, it, yeah. it doesn't always have to be like, you know, I'm a hundred percent wrong and they're a hundred percent right. Through a good discussion um, and open-mindedness, yeah. uh, you kind of get to a, a, a kind of an insight that um, you, you necessarily can draw upon both of your arguments. Um, and that's not, again, that's not to say that, you know, somebody might not be more, you know, more onto something than someone else. But at the same time, uh, if you are, if you are truly open and listening, um, then, then yeah, you could, you, you certainly both of you could benefit from, Mm -hmm. from any given discussion, you know, or any given debate. So Woody, in this crazy world where we're all yelling at each other and not listening, where do you find your stress relief? What what do you do for self care? I'm always curious of people's answers to this question because I think it it like I mean, mentioned before, you know, how do you stay steady? I think it, it's that it's that similar vein is what do you do for stress relief? 
Oh, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> and I know you've touched upon this too, and, and I'm not trying to just hammer like physical health, but that's, again, that's just played such a, a big role. Mm. And, and so what I do is I go to the gym after work. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, I, I'm not capable of getting up too early or at least, uh, at least it's, it's certainly harder for me to get up early and go to the gym as opposed to, uh, getting home and then going, um, right. which kind of seems weird, but anyway, um, it works out great for me because I can take sales can be stressful. Obviously, like I said, 99 or a hundred, you know, hundred no's and one yes. But, you know, I take some of those, those work related stresses and I go to the gym and then, you know, after the gym, I, um, just so much of that is so much of that stress is just relieved. It's just, mm. you know, obviously yes, there's still some things that I think about and some things that I might dwell on too much, but, um, but it really does help just getting, getting a sweat and getting your heart rate up, um, to help, um, with some of the stress, but I mean, not only that, um, you know, like I said, I've been try- trying to make it a point to be disciplined and, you don't read a chapter or two of a book a night. Um, and that, that can be a stress reliever because, um, because you're learning new things, you're getting new perspective and new insights. And, um, you can, you can honestly, uh, you can honestly get lost in, in which in the material. And then, um, that in itself takes you away from the constant daily stresses, you know? Um, so I don't, I, I, I don't know, again, if there's one specific answer for me, but certainly um, exercise, physical activity is great. Um, discipline, being d- disciplined and, and setting goals and, and, you know, you know, reading a chapter or two a night, um, mm-hmm. looking, you know, financial health is something that I've gotten into too. And, um, you know, reading up on things, reading up on things that I can control with my finances um, so just, I don't know, I might sound like a broken record here, but just trying to be better, just trying to grow and, and, and be active about that. And that, you know, every, you know, and that try to procrastinate, I'm such a big procrastinator, but having, trying to be more proactive has, um, has helped me immensely in relieving, mm-hmm. in relieving some stresses because I'm not always you know, just sitting on the couch, dwelling on things that I could or should be doing or things that, um, uh, you know, I'm worried about that may or may not necessarily come true. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Hey, n- never feel like a broken record. Cause sometimes we just got to hear the same thing over and over and over and over again until we actually get it. So never feel bad for repeating yourself. It, Cause it's all <laughs> good. It's all good stuff, man. Um, I, I, yeah, exercise the ultimate antidepressant, right? Yes. Like, it's 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 everything you need sleep and exercise just get those things down and life will kind of like i said just kind of fall into place not that easily but <laughs> it does help to have yeah. those two things as, as your cornerstones but the thing with exercise and i like what you said you know you, you you go to work you have your stresses but then you bring them to the gym and when you leave the gym the stresses are usually left there mm-hmm. and i think i think it kind of comes back to that seeking discomfort or being comfortable in discomfort kind of argument because it's not like stress relief for me. It's not about doing nothing. I've done the doing nothing. I've done the seeking comfort, seeking distractions, and it doesn't actually do what I want it to do. Like firing up Netflix is fun and all, but 
I still am left with the same stresses as when I started Netflix. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I'm seeking something that's tough, that's taking me out of my comfort zone. That's that's making me lock into a mindset of, all right, let's go. We got to get over this, right? Mm-hmm. And I think of that, it's a bit of like mindfulness where you're actually like putting yourself to a task, but it's also... I like to think of it as flow, right? Is finding an activity that is equal parts challenging, but equal parts where you know that you can get through it and that you're going to have fun doing it. Yeah. Because like, you know, when you're in the gym, time can just seem to fly by because you're so into the task that you're doing, right? And when you find that nice little sweet spot between something that's challenging and something that you can do, you, that stress relief, right? Netflix, there's no challenge there. Like, <laughs> there, there. There's no challenge. And I mean, running a marathon, that sounds like all challenge to me. I don't, have, I don't have confidence in me being able to do that. So I'm not about to go run a marathon. But man, I'll play Madden. You know, I'll hop in the gym. I'll record a podcast. I'll, I'll do some push-ups. Like that is, that is my stress relief. So I think, we're, I think we're fairly similar in that vein. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So what kind of like so what kind of things do you because again I've I've listened to some of your podcasts I know you you're big on like taking a walk and mm-hmm. and stuff and obviously going to the gym but uh, what are what are some other you know some some other things that you like to do um, you know like and, and and I guess so you're up in Halifax correct I'm up in Halifax yeah yeah nice um, so yeah I mean what are things that you know I'm just curious about you know hmm. just kind of like what. What you kind of do, what you've been up to behind the scenes of the podcast, behind the blog. Well, I appreciate the inquiry. Um, Yeah. So for me, I live in a pretty sweet spot where I am like within walking distance to work. Yeah. So like what I like to do is I like to get up, like I'm kind of a morning person. I was like when we were playing football and getting up at 6 a.m. to work out, I wasn't having no fun. But that, that just kind of stayed with me where, man, if I'm in bed too long, like I, I just don't really get the most out of the day. So I like to get up early. I like to start my day with something tough. So like I'll do my push-ups. Like, I, like I'm doing 100 push-ups a day right now. So yeah. the, that's probably the first thing I do in the morning is doing 100 push-ups. And from there, you know, get ready for the day. But that walk, that like 20-minute walk to work where I'm outside, it's cold right now. It is February. But man, I'm getting sunlight, I'm waking up, I'm drinking water. And like, I just find getting your day started with some fresh air, some exercise, it just, it makes me feel human again. Yeah. And like, I've talked on the show before about like, throughout your day is control your morning, um, cope with your afternoon and concentrate on what's important in the evening. And like in the morning, that's where I'm finding my control is I'm doing the exercise, I'm going for a walk and I'm hydrating. In the afternoon, I'm just doing my thing. But on my way home from work, again, going for a walk. Um, I'm doing a lot of like intramural sports here in Halifax. So right now I'm playing dodgeball and volleyball. Oh, that's fun, um, man. Yeah, I do uh, softball in the summers and f- uh, flag football in the fall. So it's about like like I'm filling my time with sports because I'm sure like you can relate. I can do sports all day, any day. Yeah. Um, so like that's being added in. But man, honestly, when I first moved to Halifax, I didn't have this kind of structure in my life. I, I didn't I didn't know the things that I really like to do. And it was about learning what's going to work in the city you're in. I, I'm sure like, you know, when you moved to Chicago, 
it took you a couple, you know, a couple minutes to actually get your life straight and figure out your daily routine. And once you get that routine locked in, that's when like structure and things and habits, those, those really start to take over. Oh yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun though, by the way, going back to the intramurals because uh, you're right. I, I, I love sports. I love playing sports. The thing is, is that uh, for whatever reason, I really haven't got into intramurals and it's a, there's so many leagues, uh, mm. volleyball, softball, soccer. I mean, any sports you could think of. And I'm sure much like up there. Um, but uh, that's just, a, that's just funny because that's a, just another area. And that's why I wanted to ask you that because that's another area where not only I could uh, do something that I love to do, which is sports, but um, I could network, you know, you know, and I could grow, I could, you know, meet new people, uh, which to me is uh, not always the easiest thing, um, but it's very much kind of what I'm getting at in time, terms of trying to be better and trying to grow. So um, so yeah. anyway, I'm glad I asked you that because um, yeah. that's something I should look into because it's not like I hate sports. I love sports. Um, <laughs> I just, I'm just being too, um, you know, too stuck inside myself to, to actually go and sign up for one. So yeah. Well, um, I can uh... – I will definitely say the networking side of it was huge for me because basically my fiance's best friend's boyfriend played softball and I started playing on his softball team and I now work for that, my friend's company because of softball, because he was able to refer me. And it's like in Halifax, there's this thing where like everyone somehow knows everyone and it's kind of cool. So like at work, I'm sitting with the people who I played softball with. And I just so happen also be sitting beside like my fiance's best friend from elementary school. So like, <laughs> like everyone knows everyone. And it's kind of this weird networky city where everything's kind of intertwined. It's pretty cool, actually. But yeah, definitely like networking's huge on that. Yeah. Um, now, I had a question for you. Yes, sir. We're, ta- we're talking sales like you're, you know you've mentioned a couple times about you know finding that that financial health as well i find you know for myself is if my if my finances are right like if my mindset around money is right then typically that's reflective of my life being right at the moment mm. so while like no one's an expert unless they're an expert but um like what is kind of your mindset when it comes to financial health so and Financial health is one that I never really focused on. Um, I just, it was just, I don't know. I was just dumb with money, you know, right out of college. I was just dumb and it being impulsive and, and, you know, buying for going out and eating and, you know, buying the stuff that I wanted when I wanted it um, was tough, man. And uh, I, you know, I, my, I didn't have the healthiest finance. I, you know, I had, my finances were certainly a mess when I was fresh out of college. Obviously, you know, that's the case for a lot of individuals uh, or a lot of, you know, graduates. But um, but I just certainly didn't help my cause. Um, you know, for for a long time, I had the same amount of money um, in my bank account for a very long time. It never got any better. And that is stressful and that was self-inflicted but still it's very uncomfortable and very stressful um so to get to your question now i'm all about um it again learning learning about you know what 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 is uh good practices because i'm certainly no expert um but um reading up on stuff you know whether that's like 
the stock market or whether that's just, um, you know, good saving tips or whatever it may be. Um, so kind of trying to learn as much as I can about that, but also at the same time, um, I've kind of got uh, it set up where I just kind of sock away money. Boom. Like wow. for every paycheck, I don't even touch it. And then, you know, a certain amount of money just goes right to my savings. Um, obviously I've, I've, uh, investing, you know, uh, enrolling in a 401k is also another area. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so just, again, just, just tr- trying to figure out, you know, I don't, obviously there's no one answer, especially mm-hmm. in finance, trying to figure out the, 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 the <clears throat> some really good practices and, you know, some practices that pertain to my situation. Um, and, you know, so, um, again, just being proactive and wanting to learn more about good financial tips as well as, um, as well as taking it upon myself to, um, to, to, to make those plans happen, not just to read up on them, but to say, Hey, you know, I've learned, I should you know whatever percentage I should sock away and sock that away, you know? And what I found is, um, that has also played such a big role into, um, my mental health and my emotional health, because, um, as opposed to when I was fresh out of college and was certainly not helping my cause, um, you know, that kind of led down a path that kind of just kind of, I just kept digging deeper and deeper mm-hmm. and deeper. And, um, now realizing that, um, you know, uh, hopefully I live for a long time and you know, I certainly don't want to be 85 and, and still be working, which is fine if you are, but I, for me, at least right now, you know, I, that's not, that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah. So I'm trying to, I guess, set myself up for the future. Um, and just, kind of being proactive and looking into, into areas that I can always be better just regarding finances. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll say this one thing for finances. My whole mindset is the less I can spend, the better. And yeah. when I spend less, that also means that I'm probably like spending more time doing the things in life that I want to do versus mm-hmm. just like spending money and kind of throwing, throwing money at a hole or something like that, you know? Um, it kind of goes back to that serving less masters kind of idea, right? Is the less that I can spend money on the, just the more me I can be. Um, and yeah, like, like you said, I want to, I don't like, if you want to work when you're 85, go for it. Um, I, I want to not have to rely on a paycheck as soon as possible just so I can do the things in life that I want to do. If that's talking into a microphone, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of here for that. So yeah, (laughs) I I love that answer. You are, man. I love it. All right, Woody, it's that, it's that time of the show. What is one tip you have for a satisfying and healthy life? <laughs> I've cheated, Ty. I've cheated. I've listened to <laughs> your podcast. So I know and some of them are like, okay, well, here's the uh, question that I like. So I've had a, I've had a week or so to think on this. Um, yes. And you know what? It kind of, it kind of taken me back to a quote that, um, I guess can be um, traced to Abraham Lincoln or um, Peter Drucker. Uh, it, it is um, the best way to predict the future is to create it. And, um, and I've thought about it. And that's a quote that's for the longest time has meant a lot to me. Um, and I've thought about that a lot. And I thought about, um, you know, kind of well, what's that mean for stopping to smell the roses? What's that mean for, uh, you know, living, 
you know, living in the moment. Um, and I think it means everything. And I think it touches upon that. Mm. Um, if, if you're able, um, you know, so basically live each day as if you have the ability to create your future. And I know nobody knows what the future holds, but um, if you're living each day um, with, with thinking that you can create your own future, you're obviously living each day to the best and the fullest, um, you know? And so, uh, so you are still stopping to smell the roses because the future's in five minutes from now, the future's in a day from now, the future's in a decade from now, you know? And, and again, we don't know what it has in store for us, but if you, if you're able to live each day as if you can create your, your future, um, I truly believe that if you take that to heart, you're living each day and you're, you're not only smelling the roses, but you're doing it for a reason. You're doing it because one, they're there, but also because you want to know what they smell like. You want to know what, what it's like, you know? Um, and, and at the same time, you know, when I, you know, the future comes, which it, it never really, it will, but never really will. Um, you'll, you're always prepared kind of for, uh, you know, for, I guess for what life throws your way, but that makes any sense. I don't know. Dude, <laughs> I, I love that answer. That's, that's amazing, dude. Um, yeah. Living each day, like you can create your own future. That's, that's the mindset. That's, that's the approach. I love that. Yeah. Can you say, yeah. just say the quote one more time for the people? So the quote itself is the best way to predict the future is to create it. Mm. And then I kind of taken that. And again, like if, you know, I'm living each day as if I can certainly create my own future. Mm. I love that. Man, I've I've loved this episode. I think this is going to be one of those shows where you listen back to it three or four times and you take something different from it each time. Um, I I really enjoyed this conversation. I can't wait to get you back on the show, man. I uh, I really enjoyed catching up with you. There's there's a lot more catching up to do, I'm sure. But I I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show with me today. Yeah, absolutely, man. Again, I can't actually. I I owe you all the thanks. I can't thank you enough. And and again, I'm honored to be to be on the show. And, um, yeah, I am very much excited and hopefully that, um, I can be back on sometime. So is there anywhere online that the people could find you and, or if there's nowhere that people can find you online, did you want to plug anything like any sort of, (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Um, you know what? No, uh, I, I don't really have anywhere online you can find me. Um, and I certainly, about that but uh, but no, I, don't, I don't have anything i can plug i'm sorry but uh yeah. listen to the declaration podcast folks <laughs> hey hey i like i like this mysterious woody fellow he's a he's a cool cat right on man <laughs> oh hey thank you thank you thank you a thousand times thank you and uh yeah i hope you have a good day man yeah you too man and uh definitely be in touch and, and hopefully we can do this again yeah hey go create your future <laughs> you as well, man. <laughs> <laughs>